Welcome to Mighty Girls. By the age of 17, 55% of girls will have dropped out of sport. That number is much, much smaller for boys. Often it's not because they don't like sport anymore either, it's other things. It might be juggling sport with schoolwork or grappling with changing bodies and managing periods. On each episode of Mighty Girls, I'll be talking to girls who are achieving great things in their sports despite the challenges. We'll talk to them about their highs and their lows, what they've done to last the distance and how it's helped them in other areas of their lives. I'll also talk to parents, coaches and other healthcare professionals for tips, advice and insights on how we can keep girls engaged in sport. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. In uh, this episode of Mighty Girls, we have two people who are incredibly special to Lava Tribe um, and have really been part of our community since day one. We've got Elise and Wayne Veer. Is that how I pronounce it, guys? Veer. Veer. I, I should have close. checked that to begin with. Close, close. Um, Elise is a tennis player and Wayne is the leader of her fan, fan club. <laughs> and when I was thinking of people to interview for Mighty Girls, they were right at the top of my list. So today we're going to be talking about how Elise got involved in tennis, um, the path that led her there, um, the um, requirements on the family to keep her training going, um, and all of all of her story, um, and I guess from Wayne's perspective, the way that he encourages her to stay focused. So, first question is actually to Wayne, um, because you might remember more so than even Elise when she started to get interested in sport and activity and all of those kinds of things. And when I guess you noticed in her the energy that ended up being this tennis phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. So she came home from kindy one day and uh, they were doing different sports in kindy, um, karate, uh, tennis, soccer, all sorts of stuff and said, Dad, I want to play tennis. And she would have been five. Um, and we said, okay, cool. So we went out and got a little garden tennis kit with a sponge ball and a little plastic racket. And we spent quite a few hours in the back garden just playing tennis. And then from that, she said, Dad, I want to start having proper lessons and actually playing tennis. And I was like, where is this coming from? Because me and my wife have never played tennis. Um, so we had no idea where this was coming from. So we, we found a tennis club and, and a coach. And one thing led to another. And um, all of a sudden, we're up for tennis fees and coaching fees. And we're entering tournaments and all sorts of stuff. And uh, that's where it all began. That's incredible. Actually, that was going to be one of my questions. Does she come from a long line of tennis players? But but clearly no, not. No, she's the first one in, in the Ver family. So maybe Fair. maybe it's a sign of things to come. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Elise, do you recall what put that fire in your belly so early on? Are there any memories that you recall, you know, where you really thought, oh, I think this might be for me? Well, I remember when we got the little stick in the backyard with the um, string that had the ball around. And I was hitting, 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 and then all of a sudden it sort of snapped off. And then I told mum and dad, and they said, no way. Went outside, it actually did. And then I said to mum and dad, oh, can I have lessons now? 
so I can actually hit the ball hard. So <laughs> I that's where it came from. Fantastic. You need um, one of those. Um, you'll have to tell me what they're called because I love sport, but I, I'll admit I don't know a lot about tennis. Um, one of those machines that tells you how hard you whack it. What's that called? Yeah, speedometer. Ah, well, actually, I probably could have guessed that, silly me. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, guys, tell me about what a week looks like in Elisa's world um, as far as training, and then we'll talk about, I guess, other hobbies and other ways that she sort of creates balance. If she does, there are some people that, you know, obviously sport is just everything. But what does a week look like as far as training and competing and um, what are the various tournaments and those kinds of things that um, that are on your calendar? Um, so the National Schools Championship is coming up at the end of this month. Um, which I'm really excited for because I get to represent Queensland again. Um, but a daily basis, pretty much every day I'm training besides two rest days, which I do other sports and homework. Um, on Mondays, I do National Academy in Brisbane. Tuesdays is a rest day. And I usually train for badminton at um, my school to represent St Hilda's. Yeah, and um, Wednesday I do a private lesson with my coach. Thursday is a full rest day, and Friday I do another private lesson. And usually on the weekends we do a tournament, but if not, I have one or two lessons with my coach. Wow, I've got to be honest, Wayne, that sounds expensive. It is very expensive. Um, it's very challenging um to to keep ends meeting um but as you do with kids and to try and keep that dream alive and support you know the the willpower that she's got and the the passion that she's got um you find a way you just mm. find a way 100% yeah it's such a it's such a gift isn't it when a kid has that kind of get up and go and it's totally self motivated yes. nothing makes the, you prouder the amount of people that come to us and say that they've never seen any 12-year-old girl with the amount of drive that Elisa's got is overwhelming. And that in itself makes you find a way. So Elise, we've established that you have extraordinarily remarkable drive for somebody who's 12 and that started at five. Absolutely remarkable. Um, and I want to know if that drive extends to all the other parts of your life or if you reserve it exclusively for tennis. Oh no, it extends to pretty much every single part of my life. Anything I do, I'm very competitive at it. and. I have the drive and will and grit to win. I'd do anything to win. And even in school, when I find something challenging, I just ask sorts of questions and then I just, de determination just gets me through it. Fantastic. You can hear it, um, you can hear it in your voice. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible that when, I mean, it's the reason 
really why I run Lava Tribe is, you know, I think girls are underestimated for how focused they can be, um, you know, when they're lit up by something. And, um, yep, that's what it is right there. You hear it. Um, so talking about your, um, studies and obviously your hectic training schedule, you did say that you have a few days off a week or two, two rest days a week where one of those, you really concentrate on your homework, but how do you balance your training schedule, your badminton and all the sporting things along with your studies and your social life and and that kind of thing have you found that you've been able to achieve balance or is that something that you're still trying to achieve well every week i make a plan and it sometimes it consists of more homework and like less focus on training if i have a big assignment coming up and then vice versa so but mainly I comp- I focus on tennis and I ask my teachers if I could if I don't finish this I can I do it later because I still want to keep up but I want to focus more on tennis this week so they're really good with that stuff and they say yeah sure whenever as long as you do it so I think that's the main thing, just having a plan for each week and communicating with teachers what you want to do and what you're going to do this week to help balance training and schoolwork out. Because if you don't go down the sport path, you need something else to lean on. So I think it's really important to stay in school and keep communicating with your teachers, even if your training schedules during school time still make up work and it's good to hear that they've been supportive of that um, because what we know from the increasing amount of research that's done into keeping girls in sport um, and we know that there's a very high dropout rate um, a lot of that is because of the pressure that they feel to balance their increasing school load with what tends to be an increasing training load. So I think um, those teachers should be commended for being flexible and allowing you to do both. Um, And it's one of the many things that we can do to encourage girls to stay in their sport. I would just add to my point and echo the point that if your school isn't very supportive, then maybe have a chat to them and say, well, look, I want to go down the sport path, but... I still want to stay in school. So sometimes I might not complete a task, but I'll do it later and I'll still catch up. But if they're not flexible, we'd probably recommend changing schools or maybe asking for a bit more flexibility from a principal because Mm -hmm. you still need to complete the work. But if you want to go down the sport path and be really determined to go there and reach your goals, then you need flexibility. Mm, absolutely. Is Do you mind me asking, is that why you shifted schools, Elise? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. why we shifted because we asked for flexibility. They just couldn't give it to us because our assignments were too big and we needed to study pretty much every afternoon. So we said, okay, 
we're just going to change schools and see how that goes. Um, and it's working great. Oh, what fantastic news. I think that's such an important point for people to hear. Nothing is set in stone, is it? You've just got to find what works for you. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and you know, as, as Elise said, communication is key. Um, and when we went, when we found this school, St Hilda's, which is an all-girls school, so they, they actually, you know, they understand about girls and sport and stuff like that. They sat down and asked Elise what, what she would want from them, not the other way around, which was really nice. And they, they've been incredibly supportive. And even when she's away on tours, you know, competing in, in national tournaments, um, they, they'll send her homework um, that she can do online and be really flexible. So it's a massive help. That's that's wonderful news. Yeah, big big props to big props to them. Um, and you know, in a world where everything can be done virtually, really, it doesn't seem that there's any reason why you wouldn't extend that to someone. And I, I would also think that your achievements are a really good um, reflection on your school. Um, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Elise, you were talking about. Um, needing that fallback option um, as you know everybody who is you know intending on a path in sport kind of needs because it is so competitive and things change and whatnot so what is your current fallback plan if Elise at 17 isn't on the tennis circuit or 18 or whatever the case may be when school's ending what's the what's the plan well I find it hard think about because I'm so determined to reach my goals but I'd probably fall back on forensic science because I just love the element of biology and finding out different ways and dissecting things and I find it very interesting. I've been dying to ask you this question as you know because I told you and I wouldn't let you spoil it for me. Um, thus far what is the standout or what are the standout achievements? Um, yeah, no, you know, obviously there have been a lot. So I, I gave you a prep on this one. What, what stuck out for you? Probably narrowing it down to two, which was very hard. But the first one would probably be making the Queensland team and just playing nationals and representing my state and where I live, which is really, I'm really proud to do. And every time I wear that shirt, I just go on court firing. And I'm like to titanium where they just try and try and hit the ball, try and get me out and try and make me lose, but not, not having it every single time. I say I'm here for Queensland, not for myself which I think is a really big element in sport where you need to, it, without a team, you're not going to be successful. There's no I in team, right? So you need to have a team that supports you and goes with you. So it's really important to represent your team and your state and your country in your great um, achievements, which is, probably really, really high on my list of my proudest achievements. Yeah, but that's a that's a good one. And um, I'm really keen to hear your second one, but I, 
I um, I think that's a, another really excellent point, and that is even in sports where you're playing individually, you're still bolstered um, and supported by the strength of the team, right? Um, and you're only as strong as, as that. Um, and what's number two? Number two is South Coast. Um, it's a bit closer to home, which is good, and... I'm really proud to represent South Coast every time because I know that I'm representing pretty much my team because it's not just the state, it's my team, which is really proud. And I was proud to to um, help win the overall champions, the girls overall champions, the fast four doubles champions, and I was really proud to win individual as well which my team helped me to achieve. And we all just supported each other through it. And even if we were in the individual tournament, um, even if we were competitors, we still cheered each other on and were the best of friends, even though one was going to lose, one was going to win. Well, someone has to, right? Fantastic. It sounds like you really cleaned up. You probably need a whole cabinet for all that yeah, bling. Yeah, we, we did clean up, um, yeah, massively, especially having said that the fast four was literally a tie until the team came together, picked two of the best um, players to play mixed doubles against the other team and we took it out luckily because I think the only reason we took it out was because the whole team was standing there just cheering us on the entire time. Every single time we won a point, it's all good, it's all good, got the next one. Every single time we won a point, you just hear the whole roof come off. It's, it sounds amazing. It sounds it amazing. great atmosphere. And what and what's next? Do you have so? I assume was that were, were those last year or how long ago were those two tournaments? So your South, South Coast one was probably a couple of months ago. So in three weeks' time, we head over to um, Canberra mm-hmm. to compete for uh, Queensland, but representing the South Coast for Queensland, um, and that'll be the final. So that's in the Bruce Cup. Um, the one before was probably about six months ago. Yeah, wow. Uh, she's she's had a really um, strong development year uh, yeah. mentally as well, which is my highlight for, for Elise because she's been through um, a lot of ups and downs. She's had a lot to deal with off court as well as on court um, from, you know, that she mentioned, you know, the, the, the team, they all get together and, you know, they support each other. It's different when you're playing individually, like the team that are supporting you now will be standing on the sidelines being against you in an individual match. Mm. So she's, she had to overcome that. Um, she's had, you know, parents um, trying to intimidate her. Um, and it, it's been a big, big year for, for Elise. And my highlight for Elise is how strong she's become mentally because you know, she's she just she's just like bring it on. Like mm. if, if she sees somebody cheering against her now, she's like fired up. She's ready to go. So I actually love it when they do that because I know she's she's fine. She'll be she'll be fine.
I want to ask you about, you know, I mean, oh, I don't know that I need to, but you know how you stay engaged and all of those kinds of things. But one thing I'm really curious to know, um, particularly because I think what I'm getting from you is that your um, your headspace and your resolve are kind of just as integral to your sporting game as the actual sport itself. Who do you look to for inspiration? What sort of people on and off court? But um, to, to keep your mind as strong as it is, who would you say inspires you the most? Well, it's my team pretty much. My parents, my coach, my friends, but especially um, dad because he used to, he used to um, play soccer. So he tells me all these stories and I, like nah, nah, it's not true. Because then I think about it and keep thinking, thinking and thinking until I have to put it into play in a tennis match. And I think to myself, that's what dad told me. So then I look up to him every time he tells me a story and I actually listen because it all come in handy. That must feel good, Wayne. <laughs> it does, and that's the first time I've ever heard to say that. So it's uh, it's pretty special. Yeah. So Wayne, um, finding a coach. What's that process like, and what do you look for? In a in a coach, uh, the process is it's pretty simple, really. For for me. Um, and I've got asked many times, what do I look for in a coach when I'm after a coach release? And the first question I ask is, would I trust that coach to take my daughter away for two, three weeks to Europe to compete in tournaments? If the answer to that is yes, then then we can sit down and start talking tennis. Because without that trust, um, you, you haven't got a coach. You know, you you have to trust that coach 100% and with, with um, improving your son or daughter's game, with building her up when she's at a loss with congratulating her when she's at a win. Um, and we've been really lucky. So Elise's current coach we've been with for six years. So if you think she started tennis at the age of five, we've had that coach for a pretty long time. Um, and Ben, Ben Scott is an amazing coach and he's, he's more than a coach to us. He's a, he's a family member and you know we, we love him to bits and he's, uh, he's been amazing for Elise and we, the future is really looking good. Um, but also on the coaching aspect of things, you know, parents have got to realise that they, they're parents. Parents are parents. They're not coaches. So when, when the son or daughter comes off the, the, the court, win, lose or draw, you've got to be a parent. You're not there to criticise. You're not there to, you know, why, why didn't you hit that ball down the line? What, what's happened to your serve and all that? You've got to be supportive and let the coaches be a coach. And let the parents be a parent, because if if coach if parents try to be coaches, I guarantee you the kids will end up hating that sport because there's too much emotion involved. Mm, yeah, and obviously then feeling like you're you're not only you know letting themselves down because I know that tennis players especially take that very very hard, but then Absolutely. you know the family as well, and that's a, a huge burden to bear i love that advice wayne i think that's yeah it's really you know and, and fantastic. Tennis, 
tennis is a loser sport. You know, you lose more matches than you win. So if you've come off off a court thinking straight away that you're going to get, you know, dad's going to hate me for this, mom's going to say this to me, then they're not going to want to play that sport. Mm. So just be a parent. Just be supportive. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and actually, that kind of leads on to my next question, and that is um, about the kind of intersection between sport and your mindset and kind of regulating emotions and all of that kind of stuff and obviously having a parent who knows he's not a coach is going to help that a lot but um i wonder how being an active person has kind of helped you navigate all of the kind of typical challenges that you face as kind of, you know, a young person in the world with, you know, social things and just having a lot on your plate and hormones and all of that kind of stuff. Do you feel like exercise balances those kinds of things out and just being an active person? Yeah, because I think it does because secretly it just makes me happy because I enjoy it. And tennis is pretty easy to make you feel good if someone's said something or done something to you because you just imagine their face is the ball and then you hit the ball harder. So it's pretty easy to do <laughs> that and make you feel better. So I feel like, yeah, sport does make me feel happier and more positive every time I do it. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, Elise, I wanted to fin finish off by, um, and like legitimately I could talk to you guys all day. <laughs> Um, but you've given up um, an hour of your precious public holiday time. So we'll finish off by um, asking, I do see on your Instagram, Elise, what's your handle again, by the way? Babala. No, yeah. no, sorry, your handle, your um, Instagram handle. Oh, Elise. Elise, okay, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, so obviously if you want to follow Elise's journey to Grand Slams. That's where you got to go. But um, I do see on your Instagram that you've got a number of sponsors already. Um, and I know that there will be other kids out there that are developing a profile as an athlete that will be interested in that. Can you tell me about your various different sponsors and what they do for you and how you found them? Between so, the two of you, obviously. So... Sports Recovery, we'll start with them. They, I kept going to them and because I needed to recover my muscles and they needed to get stronger. So we just kept going to the Sports Recovery Centre in Runaway Bay and they were really good. Mark and the team said, how about, because you've come so often, let's give you a sponsorship. So then you can advertise us and help other players and other athletes to recover properly. Because if you don't recover properly, then you're gonna get injuries, which lead to dropping out of sport. So it's really important to recover. And that's why that sports recovery is very is a very valued sponsor of mine. Um, Playcaster, you can do Playcaster if you want. The Playcaster um, was formed by um, Damon Foy and his his partner. 
um, and they they all are all around NFTs. So Playcast are behind NFTs. Um, the Queensland Maroons Rugby Club uh, are all behind it. Wally Lewis, Paul Stepanovic is all behind it. And what they actually do is they build an NFT of a lease, which is like a virtual um, figurine of a lease playing tennis, and they they can sell that for three hundred and ninety dollars, and then. As time progresses, and hopefully, you know, grand slams come in, and that NFT value rises, um, and then the owner of the NFT can sell it on, and then at least we get royalties from that. So um, it's very, very early days for them as a company, but it's very exciting because it, it could be, and I believe it will be, absolutely massive. Mm. Um, what a great idea! Insane, so mm. it's good. Yeah, that is really, super cool. Really proud and honoured that they um, approached the lease as the only tennis player that they're going to be taking on. So it's um, very exciting. Yeah, that is really, really exciting. Watch watch that NFT. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll move on to Babalat. Yeah. Babalat's probably the best sponsor we've got because they pretty much are a tennis brand. So... They sell rackets, shirts, shorts, pretty much anything for tennis. And it was a really hard sponsor to get because Rafa Nadal has Babla as a sponsor. So you'd think, oh, they wouldn't really give a sponsor to juniors because Rafa's top three in the world. So he's obviously going to get major sponsors. But... When Babylon approached us, we just took it on, and it, would. Was, it was awesome. It was so good. I can't describe the feeling. And Dad told me, "Oh, Babylon's going to be one of your sponsors," and I'm extremely proud to have Babylon as one of my sponsors because it means I can show how you can be as a junior. You can be just as successful as someone like Rafa or Roger or Serena. Whoever you look up to, you can be just as successful as them in your junior stages leading up to that GOAT title like they've got. Fantastic. Is, is, a, is a massive achievement for, for Elise. Um, you know, as she said, they, they don't sponsor juniors um, because of the dropout rate is mm -hmm. so high. They don't um, invest in juniors at this sort of level um so yeah so when they when they approached approached it was um i actually thought somebody was winding me up i actually thought it was <laughs> because i knew they didn't sponsor juniors um so it was very very a very proud moment absolutely so, well, somebody well, like bubble up that believe in you is incredible well clearly they have good taste and a very good radar they can they can see a stayer when they uh <laughs> when they when they come across them yeah fantastic well guys i cannot thank you enough i think there are so many brilliant nuggets of wisdom in here that i cannot wait to share with the lava tribe community um you know and as a much lower ranking um sponsor but still you know i love um you know sending a, a a package and and kidding elise out i can say that um yeah i've been 
extremely um, proud of the progress that she's made over time and um, just can't wait to see what's to come. I, yeah, I think yeah, the, the future is so bright. And, and you know, and thank you to Lava Tribe. You know, you, you guys have been there from day one for us as well. Um, you were the first sponsor that Elise got, and I'll, I'll never forget her little face when uh, when she got that little package come through the door <laughs> with the note. Um, and you know, it's a great brand, and I love what you guys do. And you know, just just keep doing what you do. And for the girls out there, just just believe in yourself and follow your dreams because you just you never know. You never know. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. It's been um, great to have a chat and, um, yeah, looking forward to putting this episode out into the world and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks Thank so much, you. Wayne you and too. Elise. Thank, Thank you. you. Isn't she a powerhouse? I just loved chatting to those two. Um, I feel like, you know, the rise to the top will be um, inevitable for a kid that has that kind of drive. Um, but as she says, you know, the fallback options are there and um, regardless, she's got the support network to um, make it in whatever she puts her mind to. Thanks for joining me for the first episode of Mighty Girls. Um, many, many more to come. In future episodes, we're speaking to para-athletes, we're talking to climbers, we're talking to um, healthcare professionals on mindset, period health, various other things. So please tune in, rate five stars if you feel so inclined and um, just have a great day. And as always, stay in sport. Thanks, guys. Bye. One, two, three, four, ready to go.